Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, the sports animals in the morning on ESPN Honolulu. Thirsty Thursday, good morning. <laughs> uh, so sports animals here on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, Nate Kreckman from the, the official Mountain West football podcast. Yes. No more radio show this week in the Mountain West. They went podcast, huh? He, uh, Nate is involved with the podcast and no longer with that show anymore, yes. Okay, so Nate's going to join us. He is the utmost, uh, the foremost expert. He's the utmost foremost expert. On Mountain West Conference football. He's going to join us in 30 minutes here on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, Tiff Wells on the Rainbow Wahine volleyball team because it's game day for the Rainbow Wahine. Yeah, they are playing today, uh, so we appreciate Tiff joining That's why us. it's game day. Yes, it'll be a 1 o'clock start. Of course, we'll have that broadcast on ESPN Honolulu, I believe, starting at 1245. And they're playing a TCU team that is uh, tough at home, Western Carolina tomorrow and Florida State on Saturday. Last year when they went to Texas, it was a rough start for the volleyball team. Hopefully they'll have better fortune, better luck this weekend. Yeah, and uh, uh, Hawaii five and three on the season. TCU is four and four, and like Gary says, we'll have the broadcast here on fourteen twenty a.m. And uh, I'm going by the Honolulu Star Advertiser on ninety-seven point five FM. Yeah, ninety-seven point five FM. If you go by the Honolulu Star Advertiser, hey, you know what? I've been whining. I, I think that's the country station. <laughs> They're gonna be like, "Where's the volleyball game?" <laughs> yeah. It's Hank Williams or something. Um, I've been whining on the air, as you know, because they always put 1420 a.m. I go, well, maybe your readers might want to know. It's also on 92.7 FM. And so they heard, and uh, thank you. I don't know if it was Billy Hall or or, or somebody. They um, Not Billy Hall. Who writes about volleyball? Billy Hall, he's a beat writer oh, for okay. women's volleyball now. So <laughs> I get the... I don't know, but anyway, I they gave it a try. I'm not going to complain. I'm not, not going to whine. Not you. They're, just the country music station is going to get a lot of listeners today. <laughs> a lot of phone calls. <laughs> All right, so let's go. A Rainbow Wahine. Once again, pregame show with Tiff Wells starts at 1245-ish. Hey, Colton Wong hit a home run. How about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, he hasn't done a lot this season, but since being with the Dodgers, he's got two home runs in eight games, and I was watching it live, and I see him up in the ninth inning. They were down 6 nothing, and I just wanted to watch his at-bat, and he destroyed that baseball. I mean, he didn't just hit a home run. I would say it's a good 15 rows back in the seats in right field. Uh, and, again, they still lose the game, the Dodgers did, but I think he's showing a little bit of something. Two home runs. He had a game-tying RBI last week on the road, and I think he's playing a lot better that he did in Seattle. He's not going to be on the playoff roster, I don't believe, but at least he's showing hopefully something for next year, next year's contract and his new team. 
but he can't be on the playoff roster because of rules, or could he possibly go, you know what, we want Colton Wong on our playoff roster? Well, you know, I, I want to ask Josh about this because I was thinking about it. Okay, one rule is this. You need to be on the roster of the Major League team before September 1st to be playoff eligible. So he wasn't. He got brought up, I believe, on September 1st when the roster is expand. But what happens if you get, let's say, three guys get injured? I know you can replace them on the roster. So I think that might be the only way you can get in if somebody's actually injured and they replace him. But he's not eligible. You can't just put him on the roster because of the eligibility of that date of September 1st or beforehand. Okay. Uh, hey, we got uh, NFL football tonight, Thursday night football. The Well, gosh, it really features two of the best wide receivers in the league, A.J. Brown and Justin Jefferson. The Vikings take on the Eagles. Yeah, and I, I know you and I are hoping that J.J. Justin Jefferson has an off game tonight. I'm joking. Chris has him in fantasy, and we're going head-to-head. For Minnesota, this is a team that was pretty good last year, had a great regular season, losing the playoffs, as we hear often, to the New York Giants. And uh, they're 0-1 now, losing at home to Tampa. <laughs> and if they, get, they lose tonight, which I think they should, I mean, you know, we'll never know what, we don't know what's going to happen, but 0-2 start, you know, we've seen teams come back, and it's so early in a 17-game schedule, but this is not a must win, but I think this is a big game for Minnesota. For Philadelphia, first home game after going to the Super Bowl. Going to miss a few starters, but Jalen Hurts back home. That place will be rocking, and uh, hopefully it'll be a nice, entertaining, high-scoring game between two playoff teams from last year. Who are the – Philadelphia is without, like, three starters or something, Shane right? Bradbury is one of them. Oh. Uh, offensive lineman, I'll get his name in just a second. And there's another defensive player, I think a safety is out as well. So, uh, oh. it's you know, for them, that's a big loss. They still have their a lot of key players. But, you know, and James Bradbury was great for them last year. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It is Reed Blankenship, the safety uh, corner, James Bradbury, and their running back, Kenneth Gainwell. Gainwell, that's right. Gainwell are out. So I wonder uh, if the Vikings, that's, that's great news for Justin Jefferson, got a couple of DBs out. And I'd love to see the Vikings, I'd love to see the Vikings rebound. But at the same time, uh, like a lot of us, at least on this show, we're kind of, we kind of root for the Lions. So a Vikings loss is a win for the Lions. But anyway. That's a good point. It's a good way of looking at it. It definitely is for what Detroit did. I mean, if they want to win that division. So look at it this way on that. If Minnesota loses, which they're expected to, they are 0-2. The Lions win that big game on the week. They've got an extra three days to prepare. And their opponent is Seattle at home this week. Imagine, imagine Detroit 2-0 and and Minnesota 0-2. Yeah, I get it's and, early, but wow. Seattle is without their starting right and left tackles. So it could, it could go to Aiden Troy Hutch- It's the Aiden Hutchinson show. All right. Hey, pull out. I, I, I want you to pull out this, uh, uh, this week's uh, NFL football schedule. You got it in front of you there? Yes, I do. All right, folks, you can go to ESPNHonolulu.com and uh, play pigskin picks. Every week we give away uh, like a $100 prize to the um, pe- person who picks the best. And then um, at the end of the season, you are uh, eligible to win $1,000 in cash. Huh? Give away the cash here on ESPN Honolulu. So if you're looking at this week's schedule, give me what – Tanner, you can do the same thing too if you're back in the studio there. You uh, Give me your lead pipe stone cold lock of the week. For me in the survivor pool, I picked the one team that I thought was going to win, and I'm feeling a little bad. But it's the Dallas Cowboys over the New York Jets. Oh, you are such a copycatter. What do you mean I am? I think it's I mean, copycat. Again, eat a rat. Tell your mother you're so fat. That's what I picked. <laughs> 
Well, you're a copycat then. <laughs> <laughs> what time did you do your <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, was say, I, did it. I actually did that Monday night for this week. Uh, without Aaron Rodgers, I know the Jets have a good team around him, but they also have Zach Wilson, who didn't do that bad last week, but I would pick Dallas at home. That's my biggest favorite as far as, you know, no point spread, but just to win outright is Dallas this week. I, I am not a Cowboys hater as you are, but I would love to see the Dallas Cowboys lose. I just think they can – you're depending on Mackay Becton and Dwayne Brown to stop Micah Parsons. Good luck. Yeah, right, right. My right. gosh, that defense looked ferocious. And Dak Prescott looks like the MVP. I'm only going off of day one. I get it. Uh, you can say Dallas has a pretty good history against teams from New York this year. But anyway, I would say <laughs> that it's, you know what, I'm rooting for the Jets. I just think the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to maul them. It will be a maul. It'll be a, a pit bull mauling somebody on the sidewalk. It's just, ugh. It's not going to be a pretty sight. Tanner, what do you got? I got our guy. I got Tua Tungvaluwa. Lock it in over Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I don't on think the Tua, road, huh? I don't think Tua has lost to Bill in his career. He has. He's undefeated. And they are a better team this year, I will say. But Tua's out here. He doesn't care about the doubters, he says, but he's proven <laughs> them wrong. That's for sure. Uh, 461 will tell you uh, whether or not he could throw it deep or not. And All right. that scheme uh, is just chef's kiss beautiful from Mike right McDaniel. On. Right on. Uh, some might say the San Francisco 49ers over the L.A. Rams. I don't know. That seems like, is it a rivalry? I don't know if it's oh, a yeah. rivalry. Is it a rivalry? I, I, anytime you have that, I, anything could happen. And they play each other twice a year in the same division, so it's more of one. It's maybe, maybe not Niners-Raiders, the way it used to be at least, but I think it's a rivalry. But look at it this way for the Rams. They upset Seattle on the road last week. That should be noted that and I don't have, they don't have Cooper Cup. They're not the same Super Bowl team. I don't think they'll win the game. But I, I think that might be closer than some people think. And I and I know the Niners are that good. But in that rivalry game, in division games, you've seen crazier things happen. Okay. Now, here's when you look at the schedule, I know it's early. And it's almost like in today's NFL, you have to treat that first game of the season as the fourth preseason game. You saw some of the teams that look really bad are not that bad. Some of the teams that look really good are not going to be that good. So, as we come down to earth um, uh, a little bit this week, there's a couple of teams who really cannot afford to go 0-2. And that's the Buffalo Bills playing at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't think Buffalo is going to lose that game. I don't think Jar Jared, Josh Allen is going to, or Jared Allen, I mean, is going to, I don't think he's going to look like he did last week. So Buffalo, they should win that game but they cannot afford to go 0-2 in that conference. Same thing with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, That's right. a scary one. That's a toss-up. If you have a toss-up, uh, at least on paper this weekend, it's the Bengals at home against the traveling Ravens. And if Cincinnati loses that game, well, number one, Baltimore goes up to 2-0. and Bengals, and Steel Bengals will be 0-2. Not sure the Steelers can beat the Browns. The Browns look pretty good. But anyway, it, it's uh, there's a couple of teams right there off the top of my head who cannot afford to lose this weekend. You know, I was thinking of Cincinnati right off the top of that as well. I mean, for a team yeah. that's in the Super Bowl running, 
You've been known to be a copycatter. I dated this when I wrote it down the other night. You dated a copycatter? I dated and, and time-stamped it. Anyway, but you know, Cincinnati lost badly last week, and 0-2 for them in that tough con- a division. That I mean, again, there's still so much football left, but they have concerned Joe, Bo- Joe Burrow in that offensive line were like two years ago when he got sacked early and often, and that yeah. can't continue if they want to get to where they were last year, the last couple of years. They've gotten through it, but last week was a little surprising. So if it happens two weeks in a row, and I don't think they get destroyed, but Baltimore looks good again, and they're healthier. You know, they lose J.K. Dobbins. Uh, for Cincinnati, that would be a tough loss. And you know, I know they have, they'll come out with the numbers in two or three weeks. Teams that have started 0-3 only make the playoffs 12% of the oh. time. That's a bunch of garbage yeah. nowadays because that's other teams. There's also an extra game now at 17 games for the last few years as opposed to 16. So I don't I throw that stat out, but it just makes your task a lot tougher if you continue to lose. It makes every game after that that much more important where maybe it shouldn't have been otherwise. All right, so uh, we are – by the way, if you want to catch the Eagles – Excuse me, the Eagles and the uh, Vikings, you can catch it on ESPN Honolulu. And what's our time difference again? When does the game start? I believe it's at 220, and I'll get the exact time here in just a I'm second. I'm pulling it up here. Yeah, okay. 215. 2.15. All right. I think it's 220 on Mondays. Oh, wait a minute. Our guide, uh, we have the volleyball game on at 145, oh, right. at 1 o'clock. So I don't see it it's on, on fifteen hundred. It's on CBS fifteen hundred because of I was just looking. I was just looking. I didn't see it. Well, you maybe if you were a copycat, you would. Uh, but yeah, CBS fifteen hundred. See, I'm not kickoff. a copycat. If I was a copycatter, eat a ratter, I would have seen it. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. All right. Oh, I see. I'm looking at Friday instead of Thursday. Yeah, one thirty broadcast time start. Vikings and the Eagles. CBS fifteen hundred. Thank you, Gary. All right, uh, folks, you can text in or call. Uh, the Zephyr Insurance text line is open at 808-296-1420. The, uh, the kind uh, phone lines are open. Verizon or Spectrum customers, they're, they're working on it. They're working on it, but it's still not fixed yet. So if you have Verizon or Spectrum Mobile, uh, if you want to dial in, 808-546-1223. 296-1420 for everybody else. I think it's funny. I mean, you know, we've heard the term, maybe I guess by Aaron Rodgers, relax a few years ago after a rough start and overreaction Monday, some of those now familiar cliches. But the talk about Josh Allen during the week was almost like, you know, he's done, his season's done, he's not the same great Oh, that's stupid. I know Who it's stupid. It's, it's comical. No, but that's little kids on X it's not, or it's Facebook not really or that, something. It's not just I mean, that. It's actually even people you know uh, who cover the NFL, whether it's on ESPN, some of their analysts, things like that. I can't about believe that. Josh Allen. I think, it's, I think it's people trying to get reaction and clicks. Yeah, that'd be a better reason. Because, again, he didn't have a good I mean, game. That's Three Stu Bayless-like. Like. That's fumble. Stu Bayless-like. That's Stu Bayless. Who's Stu? Stu Bayless would say that. Who's, who's Stu Bayless? What, what, what's his name? Skip. <laughs> I gotta stop drinking so early. <laughs> Skip Bailey. Well, maybe I like you should Stu. start. Maybe it's, it's his it's his unknown cousin Stu. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm Stu. I'm Stu Bayless. Here's my opinion. Hey, Josh Sh- Allen's done. Shannon Sharp still calls Stephen A. Smith Skip on the show. That he, now he's back. He's back on ESPN with first take. So oh. I guess it's a, it's a pass for all of you. But <laughs> Stu I, I, Bayless, I love it. It wasn't <laughs> that. I mean, Josh Allen again. His numbers are bad. Just have a great defense. Uh, that's not really debatable. But it's almost like they're almost writing him off. And I again, I think that's funny and. 
I think we most of us know not to overreact. It's the big picture. You know, it's a long journey or marathon or whatever. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. But don't think Buffalo is not going to be there. I, and I heard somebody else on ESPN saying, you know, if they, they, they lose this week. They're in big trouble. Come on. It's not like this is not a very good football team. They're still a good football team. No Von Miller right now. They'll get him back in three weeks. Uh, I wouldn't write anybody off, except if you lose a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers for the Jets, I'd write them off. Uh, but other teams like that have had success, Cincinnati and Buffalo, not quite yet. All right, let's uh, go to the Zephyr Insurance text line. Come on, Chris. Did you just ask if the 49ers versus the Rams is like a huge rivalry? Come on, man. You have to know they're in the same division. That's football 101, man. You're a sportscaster. Eh. Uh, yeah, obviously I'm not a sportscaster. And anyone who thinks I am, I'm sorry to let you uh, to fill you in. Never have been. I've attempted a couple of times to be a sportscaster. And, you play one on yeah, TV. Like, what's that? You play one on TV. Yeah, I'm not a sportscaster, but I play one on TV. Every sportscaster job I've tried to do, I've uh, had to fire myself from. At least I realize my limitations. Uh, but as far as a, yeah. Uh, here's one. Hey, animals, quest, a question on your radio show. It seems like not all of you are in, working out of the same studio. How does that work? Well, thank you, Lou. Uh, yeah, so um, um, we have we are hooked up by, uh, well, FaceTime. <laughs> Gary is in the studio. I am uh, in my home studio in IAEA. Eventually, we'll all be back in the studio together, but that's just how we've been doing it since COVID uh, started. And Tanner, of course, is uh, working the controls at the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu. It's 717. We are the sports animals in the morning. Uh, the weather situation today, partly cloudy in the morning. We'll have more sun in the afternoon. Trades up to 15 miles per hour again. We've got your uh, traffic check. And coming up, well, to steal a headline for the Mountain West Connection, the good, the bad, and the ugly in the Mountain West Conference. That's on the way with the sports animals on ESPN Honolulu. Oh, 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 i got to tell you this before we get our traffic update. Got a new place. You might have heard Josh on the radio talking about it last Sunday. There's a new place to catch your favorite NFL games. The Lookout Food and Drink at Waikai and Eva Beach. That's the one with the big wave pool, yeah? Uh, it's a restaurant overlooking the, the ocean. First a lagoon and then the Pacific Ocean in the background. It's a really cool place. Now, doors open early on Sundays at 6.30 a.m., they got happy hour prices on poo-poo and drink from 4 to 6 for your Monday and Thursday night football pleasure. And if your team is losing, at least you can enjoy the breeze, the ocean view, and the beach setting. So try something new. The Lookout Food and Drink in Eva Beach. We'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. Oh, great song. Where do they come from? Woo! I, get, I love me some Brother Nolan here. Whatever happened to his brother, Tony Conjugation? Remember him? Yeah. From a while back? Yeah. All sure. right, seven, 724 with the Sports Animals in the Morning on ESPN Honolulu. There's a headline on the Mountain West Connection. It's a part of SB Nation, and it reads, 
the good, they do this every week, the good, the bad, and the ugly, week two in the Mountain West. Now, you'll remember in week one, Mountain West had a couple of good upsets with Fresno State. Did they play Purdue? Was beating they Purdue? beat them on the road. Wyoming uh, had a big win against, I want to say, it wasn't Texas Tech. I think was it was it? Texas Tech. Yeah, so so good things happened. Again, the good this week, uh, yeah, it was Texas Tech that they beat, is that um, it's, uh, it looked, I mean, the bad news for Hawaii is, let's start with Wyoming. Andrew Peasley. Uh, looks like he's uh, actually uh, he might be a pretty formidable quarterback. Seems like he's been there a really long time. I know the COVID year, everybody gets that extra year, but he's been really good. And you know that game against Texas Tech, they were losing kind of I think by double digits at home in the fourth quarter. Came back and won in an overtime. But they've been a team that's always tough at home. Uh, we'll see about that. But they got that experience at quarterback, so you know it's going to be a tough one. Nate Kreckman from the official Mountain West Football Podcast joins us in less than 10 minutes new mexico uh they played tennessee tech obviously an fcs school but i mean new mexico takes it to them 56 to 10 you don't usually see new mexico on that side of the ledger no you don't i i do throw those games out so to speak i mean even if like let's say hawaii people might say they only beat you albany by 11 there's so many things that come into play and you have the perception that these teams are really bad some are i, I don't put a lot of really positive things or negative things when they play an fcs opponent when the team is on the same level as you that's when i judge them but for new mexico i'm sure they were celebrating in the streets that night because anytime they win it's a big deal it's not who you play, it's how you play. True. Arnold Martinez, yeah. Coach Martinez, always preaches that. So it's it's a positive to see them, uh, you know, playing well. Uh, I don't have the Air Force score, but uh, they held Sam Houston, not Sam Houston State anymore, Sam Houston to just three points. That's a really good FCS program. It is. But, see, the thing is, okay, defense really good. Offense, though, sometimes Air Force, especially with that option, can really run up the score and put up a ton of points. The fact Mm. that they only scored 13 was a little surprising as well. That was obviously a very low-scoring game, but pretty close. All right. Uh, San Jose State is, you know, they they start their season taking on two ranked teams in USC and Oregon State. I, what was the final score? Fifty-nine to three against Oregon State, or was that for San Jose State? Uh, well, the, last oh, no, week I'm they sorry, they beat Cal, Cal, Poly. Cal Poly, right? And it was right. that score, fifty-nine three. Right. So they beat. So it was. Uh, it was good, according to this uh, article. It makes sense. It gave uh, Chevin Cordero time to rest a little bit too, right? Yeah. Get other people get some work in, but uh, it was. You know, it's it's one of these. A lot of teams played the FCS opponents. Um, uh, Utah State, 41 points in the second score. They beat Idaho State by, like, 50 points. Hawaii, is what I'll read what it says about uh, the University of Hawaii football team. It was a rough start for Hawaii as they were tied with Albany at the half. The defense cleaned things up in the second half, and the Rainbow Warriors were able to score their first win of the year. This team is still very flawed, (laughs) but progress is being made, and they should be able to surprise some teams on the islands this year. 
Well, that's nice to read. I don't think they're very flawed, though. That's I well, don't I don't, th- I don't mean that part, but yeah, yeah. But the other part is, is is nice, yeah. And I think they will surprise teams, and maybe they won't surprise teams with wins as well. I mean, there've been problems. We talk about them often. We'll keep talking about them, but I, I don't think they should be viewed as a very flawed team. They lose to those two teams, not like San Jose losing to two ranked teams in Vanderbilt and Stanford, but still pretty decent teams, a level above group of five obviously and I don't you know Vanderbilt was not embarrassing we know that Stanford wasn't embarrassing it was a tough loss though but I don't think they're very flawed I think they have brighter days ahead and especially after the Oregon game they have brighter days ahead. right and I think that's what they're basically saying is right now they're still not you know one of the top teams in the Mountain West Conference but they're headed in the right direction that's kind of what I get from that uh, okay that was that was the good we've got the bad which is Boise State losing at home I didn't know that George Holani, that's their star running back, was injured. Uh, but they have, uh, according to the Mountain West Connection, they are uh, their secondary is uh, a major concern, quote unquote, Boise State. Now they have North Dakota at home on Saturday. And I don't know. I mean, that's an FCS school, but North Dakota, I believe, is one of those power FCS yes, opponents. They're national champion FCS schools. So, and imagine if Boise loses. Uh, 0-2 right now, looking at 0-3 would make it a pretty tough start for them. But they are at home, and that I'm sure obviously even more of an important game than it might have been if they weren't 0-2. I might be thinking of North Dakota State, but North Dakota is still really, really good. Yeah. And I, and I know they've played. Um, I'm not positive, but I'm, I, I can almost bet that they've played in a national championship or two. Anyway, uh, uh, that's the, the Boise State deal. Okay, so Fresno State. Uh, they went on the road last week against Purdue. No, that, was the game. Uh, that was first. That was week zero. Week oh, what did I say last week? Yeah, last oh, so two weeks ago uh, against Purdue. Now, you know what? They had a hard time beating Eastern Washington. That's where Coach Shoemaker's from, right? Right, right. And Cooper Cup is from there. I would almost call that maybe the bad because it's a win. That's it. This is the bad. I'm on the oh, bad okay. right Because, now. again, for them to win like that is not exactly what people expected to win, only by three and in double overtime at home. Again, it's a win, so that's great. But they struggle. This is the team that a lot of people think are going to win the Mountain West this year or at least play in the championship game. All right. UNLV played Michigan, and um, according to the, the writer – they, you know, they, you know, they got beat, right? But they were totally overmatched, and they held their own at times in the game. Now, we'll see how good UNLV is. They've got Vanderbilt coming up. Exactly, and that's what I want to look at as a comparison, obviously, to see how they fare. Now, if they lose by three, it doesn't mean they're that much better than Hawaii. If they lose by 50, it doesn't mean they're that much worse. But it is something to compare playing a team on the road. I don't know if the weather is going to be as much of a factor as it might have been when Hawaii uh-huh. played at Vanderbilt. But that's a good way to compare teams and see how we measure up against a team like Vegas. All right, uh, the good. Wyoming, New Mexico, Air Force, San Jose State, Utah State, and Hawaii the bad, Boise State, Fresno State, and UNLV. Now it's time for the ugly, Nevada. Oh, They, play, they played uh, Idaho, which is a very good uh, FCS program. Uh, they managed only six points, and they were uh, outmatched in every aspect of the game. They gave up 473 yards. To the Idaho Vandals, those are the guys that play in the airport hangar, remember? Kibbe Dome, right? Yeah. Oh, they're FCS now. Wow, remember they used to be um, FBS a yeah, long time moved, ago? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they're really bad. 
Uh, it's one of the most embarrassing <laughs> losses in the history of the program. What about My last goodness. year's loss when they lost to an FCS school? Did they? Uh, Incarnate Word, Word, I believe, was the team they lost to. You know what? Incarnate Word actually ended up being pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, I really? mean, they're still an FCS program, but they beat somebody. They beat somebody good. Not Nevada. They beat. Did they like give Fresno State all they could handle or something? I can't remember. All right, last one before we bring on Nate. Uh, San Diego State. They say ugly. Now, San Diego State uh, started the season at 2-0, and so they played in week zero as well, obviously, right? Yes. And so um, I guess they did not do well in their last game. Yes, yeah, San Diego State, they lost. They, uh, last week they played to UCLA, so they lost 35-10. to 10. UCLA is now a ranked team, I believe, after starting unranked. That was a home game for San Diego State. I don't know if that mattered that much, but that was a little surprising right there as well. Not that you lose to UCLA, but they lost kind of convincingly, and they are a team. I think a lot of people have three schools at the top of the mountain. Well, two definitely yeah. in Boise and Fresno State going into the season, but San Diego State has got to be considered the top tier. Yeah, I should have mentioned they played UCLA, but I I guess the problem is their quarterback, Jalen Maiden, uh, three interceptions, very, very inconsistent uh, quarterback, and it showed again, and it it was, I guess, amplified when they played San Diego State. All right, we're running a bit late. We'll get a traffic update and then talk to Nate Kreckman from the official Mountain West Football Podcast coming up here on ESPN Honolulu. Now, we mentioned... Uh, you can play pigskin picks and win $1,000 cash, grand prize. Every week, $100 in weekly prizes. All you have to do is go by uh, ESPNHonolulu.com and play. And it's brought to you by M. Dyer Global and Young's Fish Market. We'll be right back. Gary Dickman, Chris Hart on this sort of rainy Thursday morning, getting ready for a big weekend of Mountain West football. And we're going to get into it right now as we are joined here on ESPN Honolulu. You might know him from Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 in Denver. But of course, now you got to check out the podcast, the official Mountain West football podcast. And I would imagine, Nate Kreckman, that the lead story this week will be about Hawaii's big win over Albany. Hey, you know, Braden Shager, according to Pro Football Focus, highest rated quarterback, highest graded quarterback uh, in the Mountain West. And I don't know if you know this or not, but he leads the nation in passing yardage. Never mind the part where he played an extra game. So there are exciting things about Hawaii football. And you can get your Braden Shager merch at thebradenshager.com. Just throwing that plug out there. That's, do, you, do you get uh, do you get paid for that one, or is that plugola? Do we need to worry about the FCC coming down on us? What's going on there? I'm just hoping for a free T-shirt. There you go. That's hey, fair enough. And the Shager bombs have been flying. He has had a really good start overall. I, I'm not sure how many of uh, all three games you've seen with University of Hawaii, Nate, but overall your thoughts with a one and two start, losing to Stanford and Vanderbilt, of course, previously. Um. Well, the. The Logan Taylor news is a killer uh, for Hawaii to lose your captain, to to lose a playmaker that you need on your defense at the linebacker position. Had a chance to meet him in media day, impressive kid. And um, it's just that's that's a real shame to lose out on him. But, you know, so far, like, you can see the talent level is going up a little bit right now. 
at Hawaii, you can, you know, you see what they're doing offensively. Pafele Ashlock has been a good story so far this year. Like, I, again, like, I, I think that it's, you know, probably a, a tough climb to get to, to bowl eligibility this year for Hawaii. But if, if I'm a Rainbow Warrior fan, I'm, I'm looking at my team and I'm saying, hey, you know what? The, the incremental steps. We're, we're getting to the right place. Like, they got killed by Vanderbilt last year. This year they lose by a touchdown on the road. Like, that, not for nothing, those sorts of steps are what this program needs to be taking right now. Uh, Nate Kreckman from the official Mountain West football podcast with the animals here brought to you by BMW of Honolulu. And, Nate, when you look at the you know the first three weeks of the season, a lot of teams have played three games, a couple of two, no conference games yet. Which has been the most impressive team overall? Who has been the most impressive to you? Fresno State, uh, really, you know, that team, that team really has surprised me a little bit. Mikey Keene's been better on offense than I thought they were going to be. They lost pretty much all of their skill position talent, including Jake Hayner, who was a fourth-round pick to the Saints. And, like, yeah, it's was a game against Eastern Washington probably closer than it needed to be? Sure, but you still score 34 points. You win at home. Like Fresno State has, has really impressed me so far. And, you know, on top of that, Air Force's defense looks good. I know they haven't played anybody yet. they got a tougher test this Friday against Utah State. And so far, Andrew Peasley looks like he's putting a couple of things together at Wyoming, and the Cowboys have scored some points, and they've actually – had a pulse to their passing game, which they haven't had um, in years, it feels like. Basically, since Josh Allen was was the quarterback there at Wyoming, they have not been able to throw the ball. And Beasley um, has played well so far for this team this year, the Utah State transfer. So I, I would highlight those uh, those three teams right now, ironically, uh, or I guess not, the, the three 2-0 two, two teams. <laughs> but those are the three that have looked good to me so far. There are two schools that are 0-2. Maybe we shouldn't be surprised with Nevada being 0-2, but I am a little surprised that Boise State is 0-2. As am I. I. I thought that was maybe the best group of five team coming into this season, but Taylor Green has looked uncomfortable so far offensively. He seems kind of like he's taken a little bit of a step back. I don't, you know, our, our colleague Mike Frater had a great column this week in Boise there about you know the the attention. And, and maybe it's getting to him, and maybe he's just not focused enough on football and not comfortable right now in, in that system. So that's been a little bit surprising that Boise is 0-2 so far this year. They've only scored 35 points so far in two games. They've, they, they've been a disappointment. Now, they got a chance to, to flip it and flip it quickly. They have North Dakota on the schedule this week. So I don't think Boise State's going to be down for long, but it's been a little bit surprising. I think they've played below their talent level at the start of this season. All right. Uh, we're talking with Nate Kreckman. Uh, once again, you can check out the official Mountain West football podcast and uh, get it at uh, your usual places uh, this week uh, on episode number three. Nate talks with New Mexico head coach Danny Gonzalez, looks back at week two and gives you a preview of week three. Go ahead, Gary. Yeah, I want to get your thoughts. What is the latest as far as Washington State and Oregon State maybe joining the Mountain West in the near future? Well, uh, I mean, so far, Oregon State has already beaten San Jose State, and they're a huge three to over a three-touchdown favorite against San Diego State this week. So if I was Oregon State, I'd begin in the Mountain West as quickly as I possibly can. <laughs> um, you know, Halfway there. Yeah, exactly. Now, right now, um, you know, I know Gloria Navarez is, has made her case. The American Athletic Conference has said they're not interested in moving westward. I don't know what other option exists. 
for Oregon State and Washington State. I'm sure they're going to try and hold out, and they're going to try to get themselves a Boise State-type situation and get themselves a favorable position inside the league. But really, guys, it just just comes down to common sense at this point. I don't know what other option they have. They're going to need a league. I don't think they want to go independent life. They're going to have to join the Mountain West. Their athletic departments are going to have to slash budgets in a major, major way, and they're going to have to get used to, to living life kind of, you know, well, in the group of five because that's, that's <laughs> the reality of where they're going right now with the conference right now. In the, in the Pac-12, which, by the way, at the moment, is the best college football conference <laughs> in the country, and it has somehow fallen into a black hole. The incompetence running that conference, it's just it's unbelievable that they could let this thing fall apart the way that they did. Just it, it's it's awful. The the leadership of that league was terrible. Um, I think it's awful that those university presidents presidents had no commitment to one another. Um, it's it's awful that the Pac-12. They what do they have? Eight teams in the top twenty-five right now, and yeah, and they've got it's, Sanders in Colorado, which is the story in college football, and they don't exist as of next year. And think of the television contract they could get as they're working. If they were working on a TV contract now, they'd get a lot of money. It's it's crazy. But now, here, Link, let me ask you this: Can you do you picture, say, ten teams from the Mountain West joining the Pac-12? No, okay, no, I, I don't see that happening because, well, the the issue there is is uh, there's a massive buyout that everyone has to deal with unless the league absolutely disintegrates. But I don't think you're going to see that many teams that are going to go and make that jump. It, it wouldn't serve any purpose at this point. Like, you already have a league and you already have infrastructure. And honestly, if I'm figuring out which conference office I'm going to be trusting right now, the Mountain West or the dopes that run the Pac-12, <laughs> I'm going to stick with Gloria Navarra's in the Mountain West right now. One point about this also, so right now we know the other schools are leaving the Pac-12 for next year. Is there a cutoff date for Washington State and Oregon State to join the Mountain West? I mean, if they decide on December 1st to want to join the Mountain West next year, is that too late, as an example? Um, You know, I don't know all the red tape and the information on that. I do know, you know, Stanford was the domino that everybody was waiting to fall. Now that Stanford has a commitment to be in the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference, even though they're literally on the Pacific Coast. Um, <laughs> even even though, uh, so, so now that Stanford is gone, it's basically, it's opened up the path. Like, I, the Mountain West is having their conversations with, with Oregon State and Washington State right now. I don't know a date, but I would have to imagine it's going to have to happen relatively soon in order to be able to get all the financials figured out and really to start thinking about negotiation on that next TV contract. Right on. Nate, there's never enough time. We never have enough time with you. We really appreciate you coming on. And, folks, check out the podcast, the official Mountain West football podcast with Nate Greckman. Nate, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Nate. Of course. Anytime. Thanks, guys. All right. Good dude right there, Nate Greckman. Uh, and uh, easy to – easy. Uh, I guess it's, you can consume it on your own time. I like that it's a podcast now that uh, he's doing there. Uh, okay, hey, before we get our next traffic update, I uh, want to let you know we got this new show we've been talking about, the student section. Uh, I'm going to be hanging out with Cole Mousolf at Autosource Carousel, right there at the corner of Kapiolani and Keiamoku. It's a monthly show. The first show is coming up September 19th, so that's this Tuesday. Our guests will be on this show. It's a student-athlete show. Uh, we have 
Oh, my gosh. Tanner, I can't remember his name. I'm going off the top of my head. Punahou linebacker. Blaine Shiraki. Sorry, Shiraki family. I'm not a sportscaster. Okay, <laughs> Blaine Shiraki is going to be uh, joining us from Punahou. Also, Braden Shager and Pofele Ashlock uh, on the radio show coming up this Tuesday, 7 p.m. Uh, you can check it out on the radio or on our YouTube channel the next day. Mahalo to our sponsor, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Ladies and gentlemen, I was just talking to one of the managers at Ruby Tuesday Hawaii, and uh, he had salad bar duty last night. That is a you know, I like I like like if I'm um, I'll go to like Subway. You can get a salad at Subway. Yeah, just you know, I like that. That's fine. But man, nothing is good as Ruby Tuesday salad bar. Oh man, I've been there exactly a year today, and that Uh was the first time I had to do the salad bar. So did you make it nice? Oh, it was full. I didn't have to tell anybody to fill up. I, I was on it like. Did you refill, real, refill the croutons and stuff? I refilled the croutons. I rotated in and out. You know, fresh. On. <laughs> I did. I did. I think I, I give myself credit. I was oh, looking you forward rot- to it. What do you rotate? Well, what do you if, mean? if you put, let's say, you put croutons in a little, let's say, crock pot, you want uh-huh. to put the new ones on the bottom and the old ones on top. Oh, so, so, you, so you're getting, you know, you're keeping it fresh. Right, 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 right. Yeah, oh, every every ingredient, but I kept it full, and uh, people were. Well, they weren't complimenting me. I was going to say that just to sound good, but no. Hey, what's the what's the special at uh, Ruby Tuesday for this month? It's four dollars off of any chicken entree or plate or salad. Four dollars oh, off okay. of a chicken dish. Yes, very cool. All right, it's uh, just before uh, eight o'clock. We only got a couple of seconds here. 808-296-1420. Uh, number to call in or text. Uh, you can call eight zero eight five four six twelve twenty three if you want to call. Uh, on the uh, with your Verizon or Spectrum mobile phone, coming up we've got our top headlines. Also, some high sc- local high school stats. I'm getting maybe you saw these uh, stats in the newspaper this morning in the Honolulu Star Advertiser, but some pretty amazing stats uh, coming up with the sports animals on ESPN Honolulu, 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. Uh, by the way. Uh, happy National Parents Day Off today. Day off. It's National Parents Day Off. So let the kids figure out how they're going to get to school this morning. It's yeah. your day off. Don't worry about it. All right, we'll be back with our top headlines coming up. Hope you're having a wonderful day here on National Parents Day Off. Kids, make it. Figure out how to make Simon and make your own dinner tonight. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see our top headlines today. It, oh gosh, we have been we haven't even mentioned this except for about an hour ago. It's game day for the Rainbow Wahine. They're taking on TCU on the road in the fight for the fort. 
That's the uh, that's the uh, the kind the name of the tournament. So that's on today. The pregame show starts at twelve forty-five. First serve at one o'clock. And we'll have Tiff Wells, the voice of volleyball, joining us in about 18 minutes from now, I believe, talking oh, about good. the match. Uh, you know, the last year they went to Texas, they started off 0-3 in the tournament. Different teams, of course. Still a tough field this year, from what we understand. And it'll be nice to get a couple of wins, especially after last week going only 1-2. and two. And remember, this is it. And then you have conference play starting right after this. So this is kind of your last tune-up, so to speak. I don't I don't like this week in UH sports because both teams are on the road. Yeah, I know. I wish, like... Yeah, I would, and, you know, they're not going to do this, but I wish it's like Wahini would be home, uh, Broderhood's on the road, and then vice versa, right? Yeah, you get like a in, little Broderhood, you get a little sisterhood, you know, you got them both. In basketball at all tonight, women on the road, men at home, and vice versa. Then you have baseball and volleyball, not exactly like that, but still pretty right. much every week there are home games. Yeah. And we were so spoiled over the last month, not really spoiled, but we had so much going on. We do have soccer, though. Soccer is home tonight. Oh, that's right. Uh, YPO. Who are we playing again? CSUN or Northridge, depending on who you ask or how they want to be called, but it's that school. All right, let's go. Hazy the Wonder Dog returns to YPO <laughs> Soccer Complex. It's free, right? You don't yes, got to pay. Yeah, it's free. Hey, free soccer for you guys in uh, in the uh, on the west side there. All right, uh, congratulations to Colton Wong. He hit a home run. He hit a long dong. I mean, he really destroyed this ball. That was in the ninth inning yesterday against uh, against San Diego, and they did lose the game. They were getting shut out, and it was nice. He was giving the shock around the bases, and he got a nice ovation. I was watching the rest of the Dodgers in the dugout congratulating him. Uh, again, he's not going to be a star for them, so to speak, but he's maybe proving himself for next year. And at least the Dodger fans seem to like him. The ovation I uh, heard yesterday, and two home <laughs> runs in eight days for them, or eight games. Yeah, they tend to like players who hit home runs. They they tend to you know enjoy watching. They that. do, but sometimes you know in a six nothing game, it's not going to be a big deal. I, I maybe oh, I'm gotcha. just hearing a little bit too much, but it sounded like and from the video of the fans, you know, again it was a loss anyway in the ninth inning with a homer, but it was nice. And again, he crushed that ball. He really did. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're going to take some text, uh, so you can uh, text in on the Zephyr Insurance text line. 808-296-1420. We'll get to that in a second. Also, some amazing high school stats you're going to want to hear. Uh, but another one we're following really, too, is uh, you can catch the game at CBS 1500. It's the two best wide receivers in the league. It is A.J. Brown against Justin Jefferson. Yep, Eagles and Vikings on Thursday Night Football. Okay, Christopher, you might not be a broadca- a sportscaster, but you are, but you're a football guy. Either. But do you really think that those are the two best? I mean, I, I think Justin oh, yeah. Jefferson is the best. or two, in the two. But what about when healthy, uh, a Cooper Cup could be up there, a Tyree Kill could be up there. I, I don't think I would put A.J. Brown as number two overall. Gary. Gary. Chris. You're like Stu Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hyping the game. To get more listeners, and you're poo-pooing the talent on the Philadelphia Eagles. But you could say two of the top receivers in the game, and that would have been fair. And then, actually, you also have two playoff teams from last year. I think that's enough. So, you know what? Just say Thursday night football. That's all you need to say, and we're tuning in. Especially with these two teams who had a lot of success last year, especially, obviously, Philly going almost all the way. All right. Thank you to uh, the staff at the Honolulu Star Advertiser. They have uh, high school football stats uh, in their prep football page in the newspaper today. And um, this is some amazing stats. I know these guys are good, but these guys seem like they're five-star good. We're three games into the season. And Jaron Keave Sangapolutelli, the Campbell quarterback, 
He's played in three games. Does he play all four quarters? My gosh. Okay, because he's got, in three games, 1,500 yards passing. <laughs> this is like a Nick Rolovich stretch, right? Yeah, it's really. It's 500 yards a game. Uh, Sanga Polutelli is uh, he's 1,500 yards, 13 touchdowns, two interceptions. You think that's good? What about Tama Amisone, the Kapole quarterback? In three games, he has 1,200 yards, 22 touchdowns to one interception. You don't see that. You're not supposed to see that kind of, those kinds of stats in uh, high school football, are we? Well, no, I'm not sure if you're getting it totally accurate. Let's say for oh. Saka Polotelli, they played five games. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Conference <laughs> games is what I was looking at. Yeah. So. He's only averaging 300 yards yes. a game. Yeah, oh, still My gosh. Yeah. My goodness. Okay, so has Coppola played five games too? Uh, Coppola has played uh, – I'm trying to find it right here. But you get the point. You yeah, see what I'm yeah. saying. They're putting up big this, numbers. They definitely right. are. This is, not, this is not high school – this is not your father's high school stats. You know, the uh, – now, the, the St. Louis quarterback, uh, Kamaka Vivo Ole, he has 10 touchdowns to nine interceptions. Uh, he's still thrown for almost 1,200 yards. That's only four he, games. Right, but still. So he's throwing three, almost 300 yards a game. Now, he's a little, you know, too many interceptions. So that's what you usually see on the high school level here. But, my gosh, 22 touchdowns to one interception, 13 touchdowns to two interceptions. My gosh. That's unbelievable. We've seen the best quarterbacks in the state, let's say over the last five to ten years, receivers and running backs put up numbers where I'm thinking to myself, all these guys are going to get power five scholarship offers. And a lot of them do, as we've seen right. in all those positions over there. I mean, Roman Wilson well, in Michigan. Right. But uh, I don't know much about these players, but if one of them's 5'9", not going not gonna to happen. And that's why I, th I, I always think there should be more of them. On the power five level, I think a big reason is what you just said. Maybe the size factor, but I, I, I just am amazed. I think I don't think it's anything new. The talent level in this state, and we've heard the numbers before that Hawaii put more Division one football players per capita on the, on the FBS level than maybe any other state in the country. That used now to that be the was case. that was ten years ago. It, is it still that way? I, I don't I, know. I don't know for but sure, but I would that's say something USA Today did. Yeah. At least 10 years ago. It seems like there are more a, players. It's not number one. It's a lot. Yeah. It's, right? a, it's incredible, the talent in the state. And it wasn't always quarterbacks. Uh, it was usually linemen, I think, is where you started out with the size, maybe the factor. But then the skill position players, little mm -hmm. by little, at, for every position. I mean, we're getting really, really good talented well, yeah. players here. And, and you have Vinny Passes to thank for that, right? For the quarterbacks, <laughs> definitely. I think the running backs is But look at all the quarterbacks. Oh, you look at your. It's, it's like year after year after year at St. Louis. My goodness. I think the running backs goes under the category maybe the size factor for FBS because we've seen some incredible talent here. Incredible. I'm trying to remember Alfred's last name from Waipahu a few years ago. Uh, Tanner might know, but he was, I thought, I mean, watching this guy play. I and where did he go to college? I, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, uh, I don't think it was an FBS school even. Which maybe somebody, somebody will text in the answer. Alfred from Waipahu. Where did Alfred he... uh, Tawaliga, I'm getting the name wrong, but from about three or four years ago. right before. Mm. I think right before COVID maybe. 
Yeah. I but mean, that's the one example of a player that put up incredible numbers, but maybe the size factor comes in here and there. And we've seen, I mean, we've seen the, uh, what the Star Advertiser presents when I think Billy Holt does it, of all the players and what school they go to for football here, not just Power 5, not just oh, yeah. FBS, but on the FCS level and you other incredible uh -huh. amount. You know what's crazy? We have a lot of football players that go on to play in college. It's like we have twice as twice as many volleyball players. Yeah. It's yeah. twice as many, literally. It is, it is totally cray-cray. Okay, let me uh, end on this. So Tama Amisone from uh, Kapolei, 22 touchdowns, one interception. It's averaging like 300 yards a game, something like that. Uh, by the way, he's also the leading rusher in the Open division with uh, 110 yards a, a, a game. That's something. <laughs> Let me throw for 300. Oh, my arm's tired. I think I'll run for 100 yards this game. OMG. I got, let me see if he has any receiving stats. That's incredible. <laughs> can we can we get Bank of Hawaii or somebody to give this guy an NIL, please? Can somebody look keep that up? I'm like keep that up. Dude, you're a millionaire when you're 18 years old. Hopefully. Think hopefully. of the NIL this cat's going to get. I, well, next you time see why parents are so crazy at football games? you got millions of dollars at stake. And that's Not how they... college scholarships. Nobody cares about that anymore. It's the NIL that Kamiso, uh, Amisone is going to get. And that's why crazy. the parents can afford to take the day off today because of their kids' NIL money. Because it is that's a big right. day for that. National Parents Day Off Day. All right. I would we like to ask Kalani Takase next time we have him on, who at the midpoint of the season, I think we're there right now, maybe right around that part, who would be the top two players in the state overall offensively? Who are the top two players in the state overall offensively? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot who, of Are you asking me? Well, I, I'm gonna t I said I'm going to ask Kalani. Tanner but Hayworth. Think, but I think there's a lot of players under consideration for that by some of the numbers you've, you've read and we've seen over the last month. Okay, let the guy who knows. Do what? Say it. Okay. Is he there? He's thinking about the top two, <laughs> the top two players maybe in the state. Hey, Tanner, you've got to come prepared. <laughs> Do you, who would you say? I mean, I know it's a hard question in a way, but so many. But who are some of the players? I think what my point is there's a lot of players. Top two players. There's a lot of players who right now would be under consideration. Do you count offensive linemen? If you want. If, if they're yeah, not outstanding, yes. yeah. Well, I say that. I'm not going to mention an offensive lineman. Um, <laughs> Why? I'm going to go with. I gotta go. It's it's hard not to say Jaron Calvis, yeah. Amapolutelli, and Tama Amisone. Those two uh, guys are electric, man. Like it's uh, it's not even close. Oh, give me some Marcia Griffiths. It's electric. Doom, 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 doom. Wow. Let's go to the Zephyr Insurance text Haines. line. <laughs> okay, Austin Haynes got an honorable mention. Uh, Zephyr Insurance text line eight zero eight two nine six fourteen twenty. Tiff Wells coming up in five minutes on the Rainbow Wahine uh, playing to, uh, this afternoon. Okay, Gary, this person wants to know. Byron, thank you. I see you. Why do we not play the instant replay on reviewed plays in the stadium and arena? Feels like only UH does it. Okay. Oh, why don't we do replays? Everyone else does. That's what he's saying. No, no. What they don't do is show replays on controversial calls. And I'm not sure if it's a conference rule, but that's why a lot, even on the pro level, but especially in college, they don't replay controversial calls. They don't want to get the crowd stirred up. Uh, if there's a really you want to get the crowd stirred well, up. Well, I, I think you want to, but I think the powers that be. And again, I'm not sure if it's a conference rule, but I know almost every school will not show anything like that. You know, if it's like your own pass interference uh, penalty, you don't show that, right? Don't they do that? 
It's like, hey, you know what? Oh, that was pass interference on us. Don't show the you replay. You probably wouldn't for that, too. But I think any, I, I wish we could see more controversial call replays. Because, you know, whether it's volleyball, I mean, there was one last week in volleyball, and the crowd's getting ready for the part of the play that was controversial, and they cut it off right before it got to that point to go to something else. But I think that's just the norm. It's not just here. Okay. Uh, wasn't that from yesterday, t- that text? Oh, was it? No. I saw that text yesterday from the same person. Uh, same question. Oh, it says 8.04 a.m. Okay, in. just asking again. Okay, well, yeah. okay, well that's okay. Yeah. Um, we didn't get to a lot of texts. I saw you guys. We, we tried. Um, let's see. Here's one. It says, do you think one of the reasons for low turnout for home football games is parking, no tailgating, and not separate individual seating, bleacher type, uh, at the stadium? That's from BB. Uh, yeah, 100%. It's not – we don't have the seating that you have at Aloha Stadium. Um, parking, it shouldn't be a problem. I mean, there's plenty of parking. There is um, enough. It, it's more expensive, I believe, uh, at the University of Hawaii than it was at Aloha Stadium. Um, tailgating is a big part. We hear that Tailgating so often. is huge. Oh. Tailga- the tailgating, that's I believe that's the number one thing. Me too. Because they want to go to an event, they want to – party and you want to you want to bring your own libations you know what i mean you you can have all the oh here's a big party to go to and it's great what they're doing inside less murakami stadium i think that's fantastic yeah but if you gave some of the choice of going to that or having their own tailgate they're going to pick their own tailgate 110 percent of the time i know for the craig angela show the other night some people have texted in a question about tailgating do you know if that was addressed at all do you remember I I might have been not paying attention. I might have been having some wine at the at the artisan restaurant there. I know he has said in the past <laughs> that that's something he'd like to look into somehow to get something going, but it's not going to be in the parking structure. I know people keep bringing that up. Why can't they allow a certain part of it? It's the legal aspect with the permits and having things like a barbecue or hibachi on. The, you can't do a that. hibachi. I mean, um, who has a hibachi? Stu Bayless. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, but it's legally Over you can't. Over Hulu High School? You can't. That was off the air, by the way. Uh, you, oh, that was? Yes. Oh, not, not anymore, but it was. <laughs> I referred to, I was thinking of Coppola or something, and we were talking during a break, and I said, Hulu High School. Sorry. And the rich history. Uh, but but <laughs> we, we have heard that, again, you can't do it legally where you can start a okay, fire. Okay, I got an idea. Yeah. I got an idea. You get with the, the folks at Roberts, Hawaii. And, okay, what you do is you go down to the varsity building, the round building across yeah. from Pucks Alley, right? Big parking lot. Charge uh, $20 a, uh, a spot, and you can tailgate down there, pare, pare, pare. And then uh, if you feel like hanging out and sticking at your party and not going to the game, which happens used to happen at Aloha Stadium, but then they'd run you into the game, uh, you know what? You can stay. Now. You have constant trolleys going back and forth. I mean constant, not where you're waiting 15 minutes. Constant trolleys going back and forth, uh, loading people into the games and picking them up afterwards. You know what? Think, I think about you it. You think that would work? Think about that. I do. I think, oh. Here's one reason why. The walk, even if you walked from the Varsity Circle area, that parking lot, if you walked, that is not further than what it was from the far ends of the Aloha Stadium parking lot to get into Aloha Stadium. It's probably about the same in certain areas, and it's not but, that far but of it's a walk. Up, it's uphill. It's not really uphill. If you go the back but, way by the swimming pool, there's really no hills that yeah. you're climbing or you know scaling over. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I do. I've done, I did it every game last I year. Did, I used to too. I, I remember it as being uphill, I or think, maybe all walking seems uphill <laughs> for me. 
But I, I, you don't think I, I see people there's commenting on that? There's a picture of health, oh, Dr. Yes. Kaneshiro Young at Kaiser. I have Shout said often how I, I'm not a big, I'm not a tailgate guy. I'm not a drinker, for, you know, like that. But I was thinking about. But when, you like food. But I love food. But I was thinking about the atmosphere at Aloha Stadium with the tailgate. For some reason, I started thinking about it more. So it was a good feeling, though. Everybody having a good time, throwing footballs in the parking lot, people drinking, people having fun conversations with other fans from other schools. It was a really cool. And I know a lot yeah. of people obviously loved it. Right. It was I, really cool. That We are lacking yeah. that, unfortunately. Police staring down students, making them feel uncomfortable. It's part of the, the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the running back from Waipahu you were looking for, Gare. Yeah. Alfred Filonga. Fi, uh, okay. Alfred Filonga. Oh. And then um, Tanner also, thank you for the text. Uh, Tanner chimed in, too. He said he can't see if he's playing anywhere. He was uh, dominant of, in high school. And I just thought, yeah. again, I think the size factor was the only reason he didn't play FBS. He wasn't that big? No. He was strong. I mean, Devin, really Devin strong. Singletary's not that big. Well, uh, uh, look at the guy. Uh, uh, what was the guy's name? He got drafted by the. Oh gosh, he was by the Cowboys. Or, ah, I forget. Anyway, right, this we move on. Yes, from Kansas State. Vaughn. From Kansas State. He's, yeah, he, he's he's teeny tiny. Yeah, right. He he lives in a tiny house. I mean, he's that small. <laughs> okay, uh, a couple of more, and then we're going to bring Tiff on to talk about Rainbow Wahine volleyball. What is poo pooing? Can I call someone? Can you tell me what is the meaning of this? Gary, what is poo-pooing, please? I have only used that phrase after imitating you. It's not something I would ever say in a normal conversation. It's basically putting down the other person's you're comments. Down your, you're looking down your nose at somebody. You're poo-pooing their thoughts. So that's why Chris poo-poos a lot. I, on the other hand, have never poo-pooed in my life. Yeah. Poo-poo. He knew. soon. Poo-poo. He knew. He knew way. Uh, okay. Oh, here's somebody. Oh, it says Gary is picking on you. Good job promoting the game. Since you are the one promoting the game, you can say the two best receivers going at it tonight. Tell Gary to stop dissecting your commentary, LOL. Somebody's you know, got to. Right. <laughs> but you could you could replace Gary with Chris on that as well. And you would be correct. It would be like, Chris is picking on you. Good job promoting the game, Gary. Tell Chris to stop dissecting your commentary. It would be the same. It kind of happens both ways, right? More so with you, but yes. But yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, now this person has a uh, from the 313. Thank you. The uh, the reason uh, on the, the replay thing you brought up, he says they don't show it, or the texter brought up, they don't show the replays because they need to be able to stay close to script. <laughs> what script? What do you mean the script? <laughs> oh, that's not the reason. What, what script are you talking about? Oh, like the game's fixed. Oh, that makes sense then. Thank you. Oh, okay. If you mean it that way, that makes a little more sense. All right. Uh, somebody uh, texted in a – oh, okay. It's a, it's a link. Am I not supposed to open it? Somebody's fishing. Alfred Filunga. Yeah. He is at Garden City Community College, Garden City uh, KS in Kansas. Kansas. That's a good, usually a pretty good school, actually, at the JC level. But um, – yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, I wonder if he's a non-qualifier, so he's there. Uh, I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, and probably not his size. I would think at a community college, but he might be just getting a, you know, getting a hit in the books. I'm it, guessing. it could be, but a guy, that guy was dominant in high school, definitely. All right, on this National Parents Day off day, we are going to talk with Tiff Wells, the voice of volleyball in Hawaii. It's game day for the Rainbow Wahine. That is coming up here on ESPN. Honolulu. We're going to check your traffic in a second. The weather is still partly cloudy out there. 
Should be a little more sunnier this afternoon. That's what the forecast says. Hey, before we go to break, how would you like to win $1,000 cash, grand prize? What would you do with an extra $1,000? Well, you can also win $100 in weekly prizes in our pigskin picks. Brought to you by M. Dyer Global and Young's Fish Market. Visit ESPNHonolulu.com right now to play. It's the sports animals. <laughs> it's the sports animals. Chris Kessel playing the part of Chris Hart. <laughs> Gary Dickman as himself. <laughs> well, <laughs> guest starring Tanner Hayworth. All right, uh, let's talk Rainbow Wahine Volleyball. You can catch them in the Fight for the Fort this afternoon. Pre-game show at 1245, first serve at 1 o'clock. Tiff Wells on the horn now on ESPN Honolulu. Hi, Tiff. Howdy, Chris. Howdy, Gary. Hi, Tom. Howdy. He's, he's in Texas, obviously, getting ready for volleyball. Today, Tip, before we talk about what's ahead today and this weekend, I want to go back last week a little bit. I was at the Liberty uh, game on Thursday night, and it looked like Hawaii, you know, they, they had leads in that match, weren't able to withstand it, and ended up losing to a Liberty team that I believe lost their next two matches. The Pepperdine match looked really convincing, their first sweep of the season. I know you were enjoying that one, I'm sure. But let's go back more so to UCLA. Uh, UCLA was the better team. They were the bigger team. What were your takeaways on how Hawaii looked against a team like UCLA? Because I know Robin Amo wasn't exactly happy with their side of the net, as she said after the match. They looked okay. You know, they, I mean, they had 31, serv- 31 hitting errors. I mean, that's, that's something that Hawaii is really going to try and clean up on, and it's going to be a little bit tough, just as, especially today with TCU being – a pretty tall team and being one of a one of the top 20 25 teams in the country in terms of blocks per set but you look at you look at that UCLA game and you look at sets 3 and sets 4 where Hawaii and the Bruins are both tied at 20 and Hawaii unable to be the first to five and and close out a set and I think that's what Hawaii is really trying to work on this week and moving into the rest of the season is once you get to that 20 level find that extra gear and find a way to close because you've also seen it throughout the season as well, where Hawaii has had big leads, namely against Pepperdine, where you were up by 14, had the deficit down, cut down to, say, 8 or 7, and then you had a you know, 11, 12-point lead. That was cut down to 2. So I think for Hawaii, it's to just not be complacent, stay hungry, and if you have a lead, find a way and extend it to be an even bigger lead. We often talk to you about serve and receive, service aces, service errors. And against USC, the numbers were outstanding for Hawaii versus USC. Last week, it wasn't the same as you kind of talked about. Why was it so much different as far as the the success rate in serve and receive last weekend? I think overall, the three teams, Liberty, Pepperdine, UCLA, were just flat out better Mm. at serve receive than USC was. And it didn't matter who... USC threw in on serve receive they just couldn't pass and they were running their offense from all over the court and I think Hawaii was able to target more so Skylar Fields who hasn't really been a true passer in serve receive when she was at Texas and she's still trying to learn to become that full six rotation hitter that USC is wanting her to be and I think for the three teams last week they were all a little bit better in serve receive but also maybe the areas of which Hawaii was serving, they were more so serving directly at a person. And so that player didn't really have to move, whereas you look at that USC match, they were most more so serving in between two receivers. They were making them move forward, making them move back, just trying to not serve directly at them where that passer didn't have to move at all. 
Tiffwell joining us here on ESPN Honolulu, 92.7 FM and 1420 AM, which is where you'll hear him at about 1245 this afternoon, getting ready for day one of the fight in the fort against TCU. Western Carolina tomorrow, that'll start at 9 AM in Florida State on Saturday. Uh, for the first time this season, we didn't have all the winners in Big West awards. Uh, Kate Lang, though, Big West setter of the week for the third week in a row. Amber Igedi, not the offensive player, but she was on the all-tournament team as well as Riley Wagner had a really good weekend as well. Talk about those three players and what you've seen from them this season, especially with Kate Lang winning the Setter Award again. It, it almost should be renamed the Kate Lang Award <laughs> for what she's done for what she's done the first three weeks. And, I, and yes, I understand that you know Hawaii's hitting percentage isn't where we all want it to be. Hawaii coming in hitting below 200, which isn't going to win you a lot of matches. They're hitting 198. But I mean, you look at what Kate Lang has done, yes, there have been times where sets have been inside. They haven't been all the way to the pin. They've been – the location has, has been a little bit off. And, and I think the conversations between Kate and head coach Robin and Mo, there have been a lot of them. And that's why you've seen pretty much every single match for Hawaii that they've also brought in Jackie Matias. She's come in a few times this season, but also she's also come from, you know, standing with the team to sitting on the bench just to – you know, have that in the back mind of, of all these players. Like, if mm-hmm. you don't perform where we want you to be, we have others that are ready to come in. Yeah, that's my friend. I took a selfie with her, <laughs> Gary. Gary's jail. So that's what she's telling people, too. Chris is my friend. and Do you know who her dad is? Yeah. Oh, we'll tell everybody. John Matias. Great yeah. athlete. You, great best hitter UH baseball has ever had. Anyway, sorry. Uh, you guys go back to your conversation. <laughs> Chip just wanted to, uh, Chris wanted to just little a uh, little name dropping there. Okay, so with this tournament coming up, it's the last non uh, Big West matches of the year. I mean, the teams they're playing. We know TCU four and four, but they're really tough at home. Talk about the opponents this weekend and what it will mean for Hawaii to get some wins as far as maybe helping their strength of schedule if it comes down to that for tournament time. That's exactly what is why Hawaii is on the road this weekend. And you hit the nail on the head, Gary. Is that this is. This is an RPI tournament. This is a non-conference booster for Hawaii. And when we talked to head coach Robin Amo yesterday, it was teams in the fourth week of the regular season don't want to make that trip to Hawaii because that following week, though everyone's going to be in conference play. So it, it's, it, it wouldn't – one thing, it would benefit teams to come out to Hawaii, but just with the travel to come to Hawaii, play a few matches, and then come back to the continent for their conference play, it, it wouldn't it, – it proved to be difficult to fill that, that week for Hawaii. So when you, when you look at a Florida State who nearly beat Florida, number three in the country earlier in the week, TCU, yes, their record is 4-4, four and four, but not indicative, in, indicative of where they are this season. I mean, the, the first, two week, first two matches of the season, they, they took on, they took on you know, number seven, Minnesota, number two, Wisconsin. So they played, they played some tough competition. Right. They haven't been able to beat that tough competition. And Western Carolina, out of the, out of the SOCON, uh, three and six, you would think at least on paper, you don't want to say a match is guaranteed, but I think of the three opponents, that might be the easiest of the three, dare I say, of the, of the matches this week for for Hawaii. TCU playing their first home match of the season uh, tonight against Hawaii. And when we talked with Riley Wagner, it was more of, you know, trying to get accustomed to a new arena. Hawaii's never been to TCU. They've, they've never played here at, at Skolmeyer Arena. So they're trying to 
you know, after their flight getting in early yesterday morning, had the two-hour practice uh, yesterday, more so trying to get acclimated to the new venue pretty quickly. They'll have servant pass today. Uh, it's a week for Hawaii. You mentioned the Big West Conference and why Hawaii came to TCU for this weekend. It's it's to help the strength of schedule, help boost the RPI. And, and the Big West flat out just needs big name wins in the non-conference in Hawaii with a couple of opportunities this weekend against TCO, the Big 12, and Florida State out of the ACC. They'll have Big West play starting next week. The uh, conference schedule will start with Bakersfield, CSU Bakersfield, and CSUN on a Friday and Sunday. When you look at the Big West now before the conference play has started, who really has stand, uh, stood out to you? Well, I think from a record standpoint, it's Santa Barbara. They're eight and one, and and I think for what Long Beach State has done, they've kind of, I want to say, fallen off the map per se. But when you look at their record, they're three and four. Of course, their big win over number one Texas on season opening night. They've kind of struggled after after beating Texas. But I, I think when you when you look at the scheme of things, it, it's been it's been Santa Barbara. Cal Poly is also five and four, and I think for Hawaii, outside of you know. The, the five set loss to Liberty and that UCLA match, Hawaii had their opportunities to, you know, potentially win sets three and four, possibly push it to a fifth. You could be looking at a Hawaii team that outside of the Oregon loss, they could be seven and one coming into this week. So I, I think when you look at the conference, the preseason poll, the top four teams have been right there. No one really surprising anybody per se. You just need everybody at this point in the season in the non-conference to do as best as you can. And you want those bottom teams in the conference to do well in the non-conference just to help the Big West overall as a whole. Hopefully they'll take care of business starting today. Nice to get some road wins before conference play starts. Tiff, thanks again for joining us. I hope you're walking around Dallas with the I hate the Dallas Cowboys shirt. And I'm sure you get a nice uh, response there. But we'll look forward to hearing you this afternoon. Do you have, like, boots and a hat? Are you playing the role? (laughs) I, I don't have cowboy boots, but I wouldn't put it past me to try and find a cowboy hat or a 10-gallon hat somewhere <laughs> nice, uh, here in the DFC nice. area. So we'll, we'll yeah. try to find something, and uh, we'll let you guys know. <laughs> okay. He's look he's looking like Larry Hagman on the show Dallas. <laughs> yeah, right. Tiff Wells, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Tiff. Uh, look forward to the broadcast today, 1245 pregame, 1 o'clock first serve on ESPN Honolulu. We are super uh, short of time right now. We'll check your traffic again. That's coming up here on ESPN Honolulu. I can tell you about a new show we've got called uh, The Student Section with Cole Mouseoff, and uh, I'll be there as well. We're going to do our first show Tuesday from AutoSource Carousel. Uh, that's the uh, the big dealership. Used to be Walgreens right there by Ala Moana. Unbelievable cars. Uh, anyway, it's today, uh, not today, it's Tuesday at 7 p.m. Our guests in the student section will be Braden Shager, Pofele Ashlock, and uh, who else, Tanner? I can't remember. Yes, say it again. Blaine Shiraki, uh is going to be there. Perhaps I should write these things down. He's a <laughs> yeah. Punahou uh, School linebacker. Anyway, uh, brand new show. Uh, you can watch it the next day, too, on our YouTube channel. And it's brought to you by Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. We'll go to the Zephyr Insurance text line at 808-296-1420. Uh, Keith wants to know, Gary, is there no fantasy football show with Gary this year? 
Well, I wanted to have a fantasy football show, but Chris was like, I won the league last year. I will be in charge of it, and he hasn't followed through. Uh, actually, <laughs> that's just a joke. I apologize. We don't have one, but we are going to have some of our fantasy experts from time to time come on, and hopefully you can get your fill that way. Can you? Is it tomorrow too late? Uh, like Friday's too late uh, during the week to have a fantasy guest? It's it's not that it's too late. It's not ideal. But we already Wednesday I, is better. Well, I don't. We can do it almost any day. But I think for tomorrow, considering it's right now Thursday, probably not. Why? Because we already have the show. Oh, because it's short. Oh, you have the show planned already. I already have the show planned, and I just got oh. an added request from you. So. Uh, Who's on the show tomorrow? Well, we're going to have Mark Venneri in his usual Friday segment talking UH football. And they are playing Oregon this year, uh, this week. So we're going to have Tony Tuioti. Uh, he All right. Was, he's on the Oregon staff, and he's going to be joining us at 8.35 tomorrow as soon as their meeting is over, which supposedly is over at 8.30 after their morning practice. Oh, well, good luck. Well, well hopefully he uh, can come on. He's yeah. such a good guy. Yeah, such a is. good dude, man. Just a good human being. This is a long text. And I know we got another traffic update coming up here in a second. Uh, it says, our government is killing UH football. This is from RT texting in. They should just rebuild the stadium and fix the parking lot to allow for tailgating. The current plan takes away tailgating completely. They will lose fans in the future. Where will people park for high school graduations? Catch the non-existent train from Honolulu? Build the stadium for the people of Hawaii. Housing should not be a part of the plan. The three legislators are salty at UH because of autonomy. They feel that UH wastes money. Department heads are able to hire administrative assistants who are their friends and have no boss. <laughs> I can't imagine that, really. Nah. Anyway, imagine 30 assistants making $100,000. That's $3 million a year. And then look at our low coaches' salaries. This is why they wanted Lasner to resign and they took money from UH to give it to community colleges. A very vindictive threesome. They're hurting our team because of their anger towards the administration of UH. It's quite sad. Have we not been saying this for over a year now? It's, but thank you for yeah. texting in. My goodness. It, right. it's, it's depressing and it's frustrating to realize basically there's a lot of truth to that, that much I mean, power. That, that's, but they have that much power. Yeah. They have that much power. Nobody can stop you, really, except yourself. Oh, they can. It's the people in your district that keep voting the same people in. I'm familiar with her face. Let's vote her in. Or let's vote any We can't vote for a Republican, so we're going to have to vote her in. Uh, it's hey, here's one. Yeah. Good show, guys. Have a good one. Eagles 31 to 19. We're doing predictions now. The lead pipe stone cold block from the 313 area code. Eagles 31 to 19. I, 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 I'll take that. I don't think that's a bad prediction at all. I don't think it's a bad one. I mean, it's still so early in the season. I wouldn't wager on that if I were, just because you don't know enough about it. Where the Eagles are favored by six and a half in this game. They are at home. They're really good at home. They're pretty much the same team as last year, but they don't have the running. They don't have Miles Sanders. He's no longer with I think he's with Carolina. And you don't have Gainwell now. He's out for the game. I'm hoping DeAndre Swift has a monster game uh, because he's my running back. Can I just say something in full transparency, though? Because he's your running back yeah. in fantasy football. 
Well, I, yeah. I did something, probably the stupidest move in fantasy football history, which would answer the texter's question why there's no fantasy show with me this year. The stupidest move ever was an honest mistake. Aaron Rodgers right. was on my team. He's out for the year. So I have to go out and get a replacement for him. I went through the waiver wire, and I put a claim in for Baker Mayfield. There was a few other candidates oh, there. that's good. That's a, Why is that dumb? Oh, well, here's the dumb part. I get Baker Mayfield yesterday, and I'm like, wow, this is great. Why is Aaron Rodgers still on my roster, though, when I dropped him for Baker Mayfield? Who'd you drop? I dropped a different Aaron. His last name is Jones. Oh, that's okay. It's not okay. You got me 26, seven points last week. Oh, really? And oh, wow. So I put a claim in to get him back, and somebody who's behind me on the waiver wire somehow snuck in and got him before I could get him back. And I who is that? Jonathan, our photographer. Sav? Jonathan Salvador? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, how bad is that? Now, I'll tell you even more. I only told Josh Pacheco about it, and I told Josh. I know Josh wouldn't uh, make fun of me, put me down, mention it <laughs> on the air. I told him if I tell Tanner and Chris, not only will it be all over the air and social media, they'll go in and take uh, Aaron Jones before I have a chance to get him back. So I didn't tell you guys for a day, but now the cat is out. And, uh, yeah, what a stupid move. It was an honest mistake. I had the first name right, but pretty bad. You know what? Because you don't want to wear your glasses. That's why. You don't want to wear your glasses, and you're just – that's your. it's your fault. I tell you, put on your glasses. No, I look old. Put on your glasses. Chris, it's, I have a Zoom on my toy, what you call the toy, the iPad. I can make yeah. the letters really, really big. I wish that was an excuse, but it's not a good one. It was just uh, All right. ignorance. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry for you. Me too. Uh, and I play you this week. So now, yeah. I mean – I don't, know. I don't need Aaron Jones uh, to beat you. Hey, this is a good text. Check it out. Uh, can you guys please have someone with updated information about the new Aloha Stadium status on your show? Can we work on that for next week? Well, yeah, we can. That's not hard, right? S- somebody asked who do we me, talk to? Glenn Wakai is usually the one who gives us an update on what's going on. And uh, I know he's in Japan right now, but we'll try to get him as soon as he comes back. And somebody else asked but me about having him on, There's got to be somebody from the new Aloha the, from NASA, the new Aloha Stadium Entertainment District. I have on. reached out to a couple of people in the last couple of months who are involved, and they said they'd rather not comment publicly until everything is concrete. Oh, oh stop. The, the, oh, I hate that. Not you. <laughs> we get an email, but we get a, the media gets an email of these updates. There's got to be somebody on there. Anybody want to talk about this? I mean, th- th- it's crazy. Is Kurt Favela available? <laughs> oh, got another prediction. Minnesota 23-20. to Catch the game today. 1.30 start uh, the pregame show on CBS 1500. It's 848 here in the Aloha State. And want to let you know that there's something special going on at woodcraft hawaii that's right woodcraft hawaii is the place where woodworkers go to get their stuff their stuff to fix things and create things you know i went into woodcraft hawaii a couple of times woodcraft hawaii is a pretty amazing store uh but anyway uh their vendor days are here and this week you can save 10 percent off all milwaukee uh power tools and 25% off at Woodcraft uh, Accessories. Blah, blah, blah. 25% off accessories, 10% off Milwaukee Power Tools. Woodcraft Hawaii going on this week. We'll be right back.
Uh, yesterday, right around this time, in fact, I was talking about Deion Sanders and Colorado and, you know, watching the field story. against Nebraska. What an it is a great story. story. And they are playing Colorado State this week. And is that a rivalry? Um, some, yeah, I would say somewhat. I mean, it depends on how good each team is, but I, Jay Norville maybe made it a bigger rivalry game this week. I mean, they are really bad. Colorado State last year, they're supposed to be better this year, a great receiver, but they're still not Colorado good from what we've seen with Deion Sanders. But Jay Norville today, today he's I, the coach of he, Colorado he's State. He's the coach of Colorado State, and his quote was, and he said, I, I told this, at, I told them at ESPN, I took my hat off and I took my glasses off when I talked, and I said, when I talked to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me in reference to Deion Sanders, who might even sleep a press with his glasses and his uh, hat on. Because Deion Sanders, you see him on the press conferences wearing his hat and sunglasses. That's what he means. Yeah, but When, I, when I talk also. to grown-ups. Yeah, but he runs out yeah. on the field, he's wearing it. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He wears a it. lot of coaches wear sunglasses on the field. I don't see a lot of them, but I mean, that's, that's okay. Uh-huh. I don't find any problem with it. I mean, a lot of coaches wear hats. Right, but what he's saying is when I talk to grown-ups, I take off my sunglasses and my hat because that's it's you know it's polite. Yeah. So in the press conferences, Dion's leaned back in his chair and he's got his shades on. I think these guys just come from two different cultures. Sure. I don't see anything wrong with leaving your sunglasses on. Oh, I don't, I don't either. I just think more so when I heard this and read this that what a dumb thing to say when you're big underdogs against one of the <laughs> biggest stories in college football. Why right. give them any more ammunition? Yeah. You don't even want a player doing that with what they right. call bulletin board material and the head coach is doing it? That's crazy. I know. And it's the players are probably all, what are you thinking? I mean, so he's wearing sunglasses and a hat not only is he putting down Deion sanders a hall of fame football player and a guy who has more wins and you know his first two games and you probably had all last year close to it yeah right they are i mean and you're putting the guy down and your players are probably going coach you idiot what are you doing you're not the one that's going to go out there and get lickens it's, it's it was just again ill advised and they, I would think they're going to lose this game or they're expected to lose this game again. You'd never know, but they are decided underdogs. I don't have the point spread right now, but I bet it's a lot. Uh, but why why would you say something like that? I mean, you just got to be smarter than that sometimes as a head coach and not let those things get out. The only thing it can do is hurt you. It doesn't help. Yeah, you took a shot at somebody. Maybe you're not happy with Dion's look, but why say that the week you're playing them? Now, if you were, say you guys were both really good teams and for some reason Dion dissed you at their, you know, media days or something like that, I can see, you know, you, you doing that. But what what is what do you have against Dion? You don't even know the guy. Yeah. And it's like, let me put this guy down. You're not good enough. You're not good enough to actually put somebody else down. Right. All right, we I guess we got to go. It's it's time to say aloha. Uh, don't forget we've got Thursday night football this afternoon starting at 1:30 on CBS 1500 and Rainbow Wahine volleyball taking on TCU at 12:45 is when the broadcast starts here on ESPN Honolulu. We'll see you tomorrow.